Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Gavin Timms with REI Network. If you are watching us on YouTube, okay, or on the podcast, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, before I get on to my first guest, I just want to give you a quick giveaway here. Go to reinetwork.com slash downloads, reinetwork.com slash downloads. Also, I get a lot of questions of what skip tracing company that I use. I use batchskiptracing.com. If you use the code Gavin, it's going to give you 20% off. So hit that up, backskiptracing.com, uh, 20% discount, uh, use the code Gavin. Right, guys, well, I'm super excited uh, for my guest today, and I want to introduce him here in, in a second. Me and Sean go back a long way. He was a client back in the day when I first got into coaching real estate. He's actually one of my first clients. Since then, we've done deals together, became good friends He's actually done a lot with the coaching side with me in terms of you know qualifying clients, making sure we're working with the right people and loads of cool stuff. So we've done a lot. I know him really well. And we've got a cool deal that we want. He's going to share with us today. Uh, one of the first deals that he got, and uh, we're going to go and dive right into that. So uh, Sean Young, how are we? Hey there, Gavin. Thanks for that introduction. I'm doing great, my friend. Thank you. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm great. I'm good. Yeah, good. You know me, always good. Yeah, good to um, see you. <laughs> likewise. So... Yeah, I'm excited, Sean, because like I said, we go back a long way. When you started in real estate or we started working together, I don't know, it must be five, six years ago, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going into our fifth year. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been awesome. And and what's amazing about, and I'm excited about this episode is because you've just completed the first sandwich lease option that you ever got four years later. It's just closed. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to break it down. Okay. Before we get into that, though, I want to find out a little bit more or our audience about you. So tell us how you kind of got into real estate. Sure. Well, guys, I, I come from a, a sales executive background. I worked as a sales executive at a, for an international company that was based in Sweden. And they decided uh, one day to change their North American landscape on how they decided to do business. And that, that entailed laying me and about 750 other of my counterparts off. That included sales execs, project managers, you know, everyone, all parts of those teams were, we were out of there. <laughs> and uh, it was just that easy for them. So, and, wow. and I was a top producer. I was top 3% for quite some time. And, you know, I, I had a, a false sense of security with that. I felt like, hey, you know, as long as I just keep producing uh, for these folks, I'll, you know, I'll have an income or a job or something. And I learned very quickly that that wasn't going to be my future. I could not build upon that type of uh, improbability of, of a job. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take the money that I have and, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go try to figure out this real estate thing. I, I've heard about it. I, you know, I hear that people can make money. I'll be honest with you. I kind of thought it was like a, a scam or something at first. I was like, there's no way this could be like, how could you do this with no money or credit of yep. your own? We all do, right? We So that actually, I'm like, once you actually get into it, you learn that it's not exactly no money or credit of your own. It does take a little bit of marketing dollars or, or, you know, I got to have a phone. You know, just need basic things in place. Yeah. So um, you can't just be completely broke. Um, no, no, absolutely not. And just to, you know, jump in, in with that, and yeah. I, I 100% agree. I think, you know, there's three things that you need in the business, okay? It's time, 
money or both, right? So if you've got no time, you've got no money, and, you know, it isn't the right time for you. If you've got no money and you are broke, but you're willing to dig deep and you have the time, then yes, it's going to be a struggle, but you can definitely make it happen. So 100% agree with you on that. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no problem. But, but I will tell you guys this. When I did decide to make that leap, to start doing the business, I, I dove headfirst and 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 I went right into it. And what I did, guys, is uh, I actually there's a gentleman out there named Ron Legrand. And Ron Legrand in our industry, he's a well-known lease option, sandwich lease option, creative closing type of guy. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's very popular. The, in our, the in Godfather. Our yeah, he's the we call him the Godfather. He's the <laughs> Godfather, basically, right? I mean, he's the coach of so many coaches out here. So yeah, he, he's the man. He's been around for quite some time. And uh, I came across, you know, just doing Google searches and whatnot. I came across some of his information and I looked into his videos and I, I said, hey, I think I could do this. He had a, like a little mini course that was on YouTube. It wasn't really a course. It was just like, here are the steps to doing a wholesale or, or sandwich lease option deal. Yeah. And I said, man, I can follow directions. Let me try to do this. Guys, I'm telling you, Taking action, it's major. If you don't take action, you'll never know. So let me tell you what happened, guys. I got his script off of the YouTube video. I made eight phone calls on Zillow. I went to Zillow, the for sale by owner section. I made eight phone calls. Six of those calls, no one answered. The seventh was a realtor. The eighth one wanted to do my sandwich lease option deal. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, I had no clue what I was really doing, but I said a couple of key things that Ron said to say and uh, Googled some more stuff and you know looked up some other agreements that I may need and because they were ready to go. They were m- very motivated. Um, this seller was very motivated. And I'll dive into that uh, at the appropriate time. But Gavin, I'll turn it back over to you now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's what we want to dive into because I think that you know so far is you've got to take massive action, right? Obviously coming from a sales background, and having that side definitely helps in the business. There's no two ways around, two ways about it. If you can relate to people, then you can make money, right? I do believe in that. But you can also get better at them skills and, and, and things as you learn. But the, the big thing is, is that you are willing to take action, all right, without knowing every step of the way, which is exactly, you know, the clients that I work with, that's what I get them to do, right? If I can take away the, the thought process and the overwhelm to say, I just want you to focus on this thing and let's go and do that. And then we will build onto it. We can actually move forward a lot faster. But there are people out there like you that will take that massive action. But a lot of people won't because they want to know all the answers. And sometimes the answers aren't there, right? Because the situations, even today, we come across things in real estate we can't prepare for. I mean, the craziest things happen, uh, whether it's, I mean, we just, you know, negotiated a lien from a hundred and like $9,000 lien to $6,000. Like, well, where do you teach that? How do you teach that? I mean, you just have to go through and start negotiating and figure it out. I mean, you can't do a course on that, right? You just don't know sometimes what what's going to come up and and uh, and happen. So so you found this deal. Obviously, you uh, it was sell by owner. Um, you, you started doing this and, and you got it under contract. So you got it under contract as a motivated seller. So that came easy. But what about the tenant? Let's talk about how did you find the tenant buyer for this? Sure, sure. And, and if you need me to expound upon that seller anymore, I'll definitely do Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me give you a little bit more background on what that seller's uh, situation was, guys. And uh, gals out there, listen, um, that seller was, it was a wife that I spoke with initially. Her husband worked for Delta. And uh, he was being laid off and uh, they, they knew that it was coming down the pipe. Um, they had another property in a whole nother state that they felt it was going to just be too hard to maintain two mortgages. They wanted to avoid any type of 
pre-foreclosure process, they wanted to avoid that altogether. Didn't want any blips or blemishes on their credit. So that's why I came in as a resource. Because remember, guys, we, we are looking for people who have situations that we have solutions to. We're solution-oriented, guys. We're not just uh, you know looking to make money, even though that's a perk of it and that comes along with it. But we look to solve problems. And this lady's problem and her husband was they needed someone to come in and carry that mortgage for them, make sure that they didn't, you know, have any you know misses on their payments. So I what I asked them is that hey, you know, are you willing to allow me to rent your property out for a few years and, and then purchase it at the end of the agreement? And you know, during that process, I'll, I'll handle all repairs. You know, you won't be a landlord. I won't be calling you for broken light switches or toilets and, and things of that nature. And I'll actually have a qualified tenant buyer that my company will will screen, pre-qualify, and have in place. How does that sound? You know, is that not something you might not want to do or How's that sound to you? You know, and she was like all over it. She was like, that sounds awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so like I said, you know, like Gavin said, had I not taken some action, you know, been sitting at home waiting for all the lights to turn green before I'm headed to the mall, you're not going to go anywhere. You got to, yeah. when the first light is green, you go. And if the next light turns red, you stop because there's a reason why you stop. You figure out when's the next time to go again. Yeah. So that leads us into the tenant buyer. Yeah. How do we find that tenant buyer? Again, guys, I was totally spanking brand new to this. I didn't know what I was really doing. But again, I looked at some more things, some more videos on YouTube, and I went to Google. And I created a uh, a questionnaire that basically you know, asked some, ba- some basic questions. And I used that to screen my tenants, basically. It was a archaic process, <laughs> but it, it worked for me. I got a, you know, good information that I needed to make sure that we could move forward. And, uh, and I found it, like I say, when you do things, things will, will magically just happen for you. And I luckily found some great tenants up front that I had to basically choose from and had to kind of push some people off because it was such a, a hot opportunity for the tenant buyer. Yeah, absolutely. But I will say though, you create your own look. Right. So when we say oh, I'm a big believer on that, when people go, oh, well, he got lucky, well, you had to be in it to win it. Right. Indeed. So you have to show up to get in, into that position. The other thing is, I just want to point out, you know, I like to, sorry about this, I like to analyze everything to sure. try and pull out like the, the, the main pieces that people need to understand is that you are dealing with a motivated seller. Right. You are not trying to turn a non deal into a deal. You have walked in with a deal on the table, but again, You have to be doing it to find them deals and they will come around. Now, as you found, right, eighth call in, here's a sandwich lease option deal. Oh, this is, you know, we're going to come on to that about, oh, this business is easy. I'm going to conquer the world. Of course, we know that's not going to be the case for every seller that we talk to. We know that there's a process and everything else, you know, to get these deals done. So anyway, so we get the tenant buyer, you've created this, now you've got it priced right. Right. And I don't know this. We haven't really talked about this deal because I want to pull this information out. But I know a fact that it's priced right. I know that the rent is priced right because that's why you've got the tenants fighting over it. I mean, it's a, I don't, like I said, don't know the numbers, don't know the price of the home, but I know that is a, a fact because one of the key things is that people make mistakes in the industry is they go and price everything too high right or the, the rents are too high and if the rents are too high it will not move so you are wasting your time if you've got a summary's lease option 1800 a month and everything's renting for 1400 and you're saying well why is it not moving it's because the rents are too high and and, and it might be a motivated seller and they're saying all the right things but they're not being realistic so you must have had a good deal so let's talk about the numbers then so sure. What, what did you lock it up at? How much cash flow? What did you make on the back? 
guys, I used another technique that I learned, which was I said, hey, listen, are you willing to sell me the property for what you owe on the mortgage at time of closing? I didn't even know what I was saying, but I said that. (laughs) And she said, sure. And so I was like, phenomenal. Okay. So of course you go through the process of being able to uh, go and retrieve loan information to see where the mortgage stands. But she provided all that to me, you know, let me know where everything was. So guys, that I got that property for basically 274000 It was worth at that time, 300000 Yeah approximately at that time. So, but that's what I got it for. I said, we'll negotiate for what it's owed on at the time of closing. And and she agreed to that. Nice. So your contract, so what did you make? How much did the tenant put down? The tenant, okay. One thing I forgot to say, the the PITI, which is principal interest taxes and insurance, it it equated to about 1890 per month. Okay. That's what the seller wanted. Right. I advertised the property. I, I didn't know any better. I started off at 2500 And for two days, I didn't get any hits. <laughs> so yeah. I looked at some more videos. And, I, they, and like Gavin said, I figured it was too high. So I said, you know what? Let me bring it a little closer to market standards, but make it just a little bit higher so that it'll help. The reason why I did that, guys, is because you want to be able to uh, have a perk in place so that that tenant buyer has something that motivates them to make sure that they want to purchase. So if you're, if, if they're at 2,200 and then once they purchase, they, they can get down to, you know, 1,800. It's, it's just, a, it just helps them understand they're in a, a rent to own scenario. It's not like a regular renter out there. Yeah. So they understand that the scenario is a little bit different. And I didn't, I didn't understand that until I, you know, actually dove into it and saw that people actually get it. Did you, did you could do rent credits then or not? Did you do any credits? I did no rental credits at all. Um, And for the down payment, guys, I advertised for a $10,000 down payment. And and I'll explain why that was not good because I I could have gotten more, but I didn't know any better. Remember guys, I'm I'm just making things happen. So I advertised uh, $10,000 non-refundable option fee. So if they exercise the right to exercise their lease option at the end of that lease, excuse me, then they, that it gets applied to the purchase price. If for whatever yeah. reason they don't, it's a wash. So yeah. this first tenant that, that moved in, uh, she was a great tenant, $10,000, you know, boom. You know what I did, guys? I, I took half of that and went and purchased a mentor, <laughs> Joe McCall and Gavin Timms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I did, guys. I, I said, you know what? I, I think I need to, to have some mentorship, uh, you know, moving forward. I, I've done it what I can do, but I just feel like it'd be better to have a coach. So guys, I took half of my profit and, and that's what I did. I purchased a coach. And actually, I purchased a couple of coaches and didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even know what what these things were called. I didn't know what a wholesale was <laughs> versus a lease option yeah. versus a anything. I just learned as I went on. Yeah. So, um, so that tenant buyer, I ended up getting the tenant buyer in place with ten thousand dollars down and a monthly spread on top of what was owed to the mortgage company, basically. $279 above what was owed. Okay. So what was the cash flow? So we got the, how much the payment yeah, was? Yeah, that was, was 279 Two seventy nine a month. Yeah, yeah pardon self. Yes. So for four years, right? To and did you this this tenant never moved out? Did you have any hassle with them? Did Let me tell call? you what is so awesome about about our program, guys. The fact that we find qualified tenant buyers who who actually can potentially purchase. We're not looking to just fill you know people in homes. This lady, she was a great lady. She decided to get married halfway through the process. So you know what I did? I said, you know what? I've learned from my mentors that that doesn't matter. It's a great thing because remember, I had lots of people lined up for 
this property. It's in a gated, guarded community with a view of downtown Atlanta, but you're not in the, it right there in the mix of things. So it's a highly sought after community. It, it's a great, great place. So I was quickly able, once my tenant late, let me know that she was going to move out because she was getting married. Can't fault that. Life happens. She gave me a 90 day warning, a 90 day notice. I found somebody within a week um, of her notifying me. They put their deposit down, you know, waiting for her to, to vacate, which was another $8,800. So $18,800 down so yeah. far. 279 spread. And I'll let Gavin pick up from this point. I don't want to move yeah. too far ahead. No, no, no. So two seventy nine. So four four times twelve, right? Forty eight. So we got two hundred and ninety seven times forty eight. So about thirteen thousand three hundred and ninety two, right? That you're making per month. Okay, you've got eighteen thousand after that tenant leaves. Nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. She's moved on, got married, life changes. Within that, then she leaves. You get another eight thousand eight hundred, right? So yep. we're at 18,800 down. We've cashed at about 13,392. And then what about on the back? How did you get that structured? The back end, guys. Back end was awesome. The back end, we closed that deal because I had it under contract with my tenant buyer, if I'm not mistaken, for 308. For 308, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to get that number off. If I'm not mistaken, it was 308. So of course, they, they've had $8,800 that was applied to that up front. So we applied that to the purchase price so they didn't have to get a loan for that entire amount. They got a loan for 300000 Right. The difference between what was owed at the time of closing versus that 300000 is what I got. And that was 28000 approximately 28800 and, and some odd dollars. And I, and I sent that screenshot that to that to Gavin because it was literally, that was a phenomenal deal for me. So I was so excited. I was like, man, we, we have got to share this with the world. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, this is awesome because, again, four years on, exactly how was Sandwich Lease Option? We're talking about, you know, cash up front, Cash flow, cash on the back end. So we have, if you made twenty eight eight hundred, let's just call it on the mm-hmm. back. Let's say we got thirteen three nine two, and we got eighteen eight hundred. So you're looking at about just over sixty thousand. Sixty thousand is. Six sixty thousand nine hundred ninety-two, based on on the calculations I just did. Sixty thousand dollars, okay, for a call that basically was the eighth call up. You didn't have a clue what you were doing, right? And it's probably without going like you know, um, look, looking at this because it's a great sum of money. It's fantastic deal. But now knowing what you know, you're like, could it have been a hundred grand? I mean, you don't know, right? But yeah. at the same time, you're making money moving forward. So when you, I remember when we started working together, have you done any deals? And you're like, well, yeah, I've got this like lease option thing going on, kind of figuring it out, you know, but you didn't have any systems. It was absolutely madness. It was chaos. But one thing that is always, always music to my ears is that you are willing to take massive action, right? And that is something that, Sometimes you can't even teach, right? We talk about mindset, getting the right mindset, having, you know, self-belief, self-confidence, because you do need this, a lot of this in this business, because we are getting beaten down every day. No after no after no after no. And we, and my mindset is, is that if someone else can do it, I can do it. And these are just internal beliefs. I don't need to come out and tell anyone. But my general thought process is, is that if you can do it, I can do it, right? And, and people that are negative, because you're going to get it. People listen, family, husband, wife, kids, parents, friends, they're all going to doubt you when it's new. Because remember, 
the, the majority of America, the majority of people in the, in the UK, we are built to do the nine to five, right? And when you come out of that and this, you're not one of the nine to fives and you actually have a different mindset, everyone else, all the nine to five people are the first ones to jump on you, right? By saying, you can't do it. What are you doing? I mean, look at me from England, a golf professional coming into the US, trying to make it in real estate. And I don't even know anything about house building a house. I don't know anything, right? But there's certain things that I could take is I, you can't take away that I have self-belief, self-confidence that I can make this work. And that can go a long way. And I think everyone listening to this, and if you are getting that negativity, it's channel it back in to prove people wrong. And that was the fire for me, you know? So I just wanted to, you know, th- throw that out there, you know, for people listening. But we started to work together. You know, you're in this chaos. And, uh, and now, I mean, we went from... You doing some more deals, you know, lease options and wholesaling in the, in Atlanta. We've also done some virtual stuff as well, having systems. I know now you're in a, in a new market in uh, Ohio. You've just done your first deal in. I don't know, I guess, what, three weeks of marketing? Yeah, yeah learn under 30 days, absolutely. Yeah, and this is the thing that you can take, you know, these processes and things that, you know, we, we can put in place and literally do deals everywhere. It's, it's kind of like, where do you want to do the deals? It's not what's a good market. And we have that. I mean, you've done deals um, virtually with me. You've done your own deals in Atlanta. But going virtually, you know, on your own, it's like, well, where do you want to go? Where's your passion? We, this works anywhere. It's about following the process and yes, some art markets are harder than others, more are competitive. But if, if you do what you're supposed to do and you can build good rapport and you're solving problems, you will make money in any market. Agreed. So, Agreed. So, and be a problem solver, guys. Like, like Gavin said, I didn't try to uncover or turn that person into a motivated or that family into a motivated selling family. I, I discovered a motivated seller. And that's absolutely. what we do, guys. We, we, we discover the motivation. We don't dra- drag it out of them. Absolutely. And that's great because people, all they're trying to do is, you know, my clients, they have the same problem. And even on my team sometimes, is that we're trying to turn non-deals into deals. We're spending so much time trying to make something that's never, ever going to work. I just had a client message me today. He said, really, really motivated. Um, they want to do a rent to own. Like, this is the one. I'm like, awesome. Like, tell me the details. Well, they want 40,000 down. <laughs> no, they're not motivated. It's not happening. So what are we going to do? We're going to go make an offer. We'll tell him we'll give him a month's rent. You're going to put it together. And because, well, yeah, but they're super motivated. I understand they're motivated. They're sounding motivated, but the reality is they're not motivated. Or we got to get past that front of they are motivated, but they're just throwing numbers out to see what they can get. And that's when you need to say, well, actually, what is the problem? What do you need solving? Why do you need 40,000? Do you need 40,000 now? Can you do what you need to do on, on 2,000 and wait and we'll get you more money? And you can have them discussions of what's going to work best for the seller, especially on a, you know, a, creative, uh, a creative way. Right. So, And I want to add one other thing. Um, guys, when you speak from a, a place of certainty, it definitely goes a long way. With that seller, that, uh, that family that that sold me that sandwich lease option. Let me tell you this, guys. I took that property under contract and for the next 90 days, they still carried the mortgage on that. So locked it up. I had 90 days to put a tenant buyer in place, which I found one pretty quickly. And they still carried the mortgage, guys. So negotiate properly. 
one thing I wanted to say that was um, a mistake that I learned once I picked up a coach, Gavin, is that uh, you never you never sell yourself short by advertising a down payment price for these lease options or the sandwich lease options. You, because if someone if you're out there advertising you know ten thousand and someone has got thirty thousand that they've been saving you know ready to put towards a purchase and and you, all you ask for is ten, that's all you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> so just be careful with that. Um, you know when you guys go about your uh, you know your endeavors, that's just a you know a little thing I want to throw out there. No, absolutely. That's great. And um, you're definitely right. Because if you, you never want to sell yourself short, even on the cash deals we do, right? Try and get try and get the, the buyers. And this is all about positioning. Try and get them to give you a number or throw your number in high knowing that you have spread because you don't know. You know, otherwise you're selling them too cheap. You're not making making enough money because we need spreads. You know, this business is hard, and you know, uh, for people that are doing two to three thousand dollars a deal, yeah, it's money. But you need to be thinking bigger than that. You know, you need to be thinking ten minimum, twenty, thirty, forty. And why not? Right? Build your spreads in there, and there's nothing wrong, especially when you go creative. You're getting paid three different ways, and you could say that oh that was a perfect lease option. Well, not really because they didn't buy the house and you had to put another one in. And that's more income for you and the person getting married is cool with it. They understood what they were getting into. There's nothing that you need to hide, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things is I tell the seller on the lease option is the tenant buyers, if, especially if it's an assignment, the tenant buyer is going to be paying me. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. You're getting the price you want. You're getting the rent you want. The tenant, and normally my lead in to this is, um, well, the, you're getting, you know, 200,000 that you want. You're getting 1500 in rent. And I'm, you're probably thinking, Mr. Seller, how, how am I getting paid? Are you thinking that? And then they'll go, yeah, how are you going to get paid? Well, actually the tenant buyer pays me. Are you okay with that? And then 99.9% of the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if they don't, if they're not, we discuss it then. And I will say, Miss Seller, this is, and I'm going to pull away. This isn't probably going to work. You know, you're getting the asking price. You're getting the asking rent. Like you want it all. And, and I can't, you want a massive down, but it's not going to work, right? You want, it's just, it's not going to work like that, right? And and you always need to in negotiation uh, when you're negotiating cash, lease options, creative finance, right? When you get down to the closing table is that you have to always give and take, right? Even if they want the small, this thing from you, you have to take from them because, and if you don't, what, what happens is they want this and now they want something else and now they want something else. So if you in the first negotiation say, okay, right terms of money or whatever it is that you're discussion, discussing, then okay, I'll give you X, but I want this in return. And then they'll go, Okay, yeah, we'll do that. But next time they come to try and negotiate, they're thinking, well, if I do that, he's going to want something back, so I'm just going to leave. So it's just a good good little negotiation tip there for anyone. Uh, that is awesome. That is awesome. And, and guys, um, what Gavin said also about that down payment, man, if they're asking for a huge down payment, especially on these lease options, that's a key indicator that there's not much motivation when they're saying, I want 40000 You know, that, that situation that I explained to you guys earlier, that the, uh, the sellers didn't ask for any down payment. They didn't ask for any down payment because that was not their concern. Their Absolutely. concern was something else. So yeah. keep that in mind, guys. Keep that in mind. Absolutely. It's, you know, and people listening that have had a motivated settler will get this, but a lot of people are like, well, I've never seen this. And it really is out there, but it isn't. It isn't out there, you know, I don't know how many, one in a thousand, one in a hundred. I don't know the figure. You just got, again, the word lucky. You got lucky. It was the eight. Well, no, you didn't. You created the luck by being in it to win it. So it's a good point. 
obviously we started working together. Um, you know, you're, you're doing deals now. How, how is everything else going kind of in the real estate? You, you kind of tell us a little bit more about your setup in the, in the real estate business and in terms of your team and, and market and things like that. Sure. Well, well guys, I, um, like I said, I've had a great mentor along the way. You know, Gavin has, has uh, you know, he's gone above and beyond for anything that I paid for um, as far as a mentorship. And, uh, and I really, truly appreciate that because you really need that in this industry. You need someone to help keep you accountable, to keep you on the right path. And luckily, I, I, I had Gavin and I, I tried to not take advantage of having him there because I, I knew that I'd only paid for so much. So, so I figured like, hey, let me try to maybe be an apprentice or, or learn more by working with them somehow. And, and that's exactly what I did. And uh, so now, guys, I've, I've literally taken everything that Gavin ha- has shown me over the years and, and used it to create my own team. I, I actually wrote a book, guys. I actually wrote a book. Yeah, called, plug it, plug it. Yeah, the, the book, let me let me show you guys. Adventures in Wholesaling. Nice. Adventures in Wholesaling, guys. So so these are things that, that you know, years ago, I, wouldn't, I never would have thought of, but with Gavin's, like I said, help and, and persistence with me, it allowed, allowed my, it allowed me to keep going in this industry because you will have peaks and valleys. And and Gavin is, is one thing that he told me that, that I'm going to tell you guys, never forget this. Follow through is key to your success. (laughs) It is the major key to your success. Don't count on these uh, first time calls, you know, getting these deals and don't beat yourself down when you're not getting those. Those come, but don't expect those. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, it is something I say. I'm laughing because it is like, I quote it like a thousand times a day. But you're right. Everyone's going after, you know, the first deal, like the big one. And it's like, no, allow the big ones to come by working the business and allowing that to happen. Focus on today, not the outcome. The step-by-steps will give you the results that you want, you deserve, you need, whatever that may be. And we've been, and the good thing is as well, like, you know, I remember you've just left, you know, uh, you were making over a hundred grand a year, you know, when, when you got, when you got let go. And, um, I remember saying like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. Like at the time you're freaking out. And I'm like, no, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I don't care what you make, but when you work for you and you're on your time and your earning limits are as high as you want them to be, your lifestyle is whatever you want it to be. And you control that. There's nothing that money and people say, I'm, I'm full of it. Like, but you could offer me 10 million a year to go into corporate and I wouldn't take it. Because it's not all about the money. It's about the lifestyle. And uh, I just think, especially at times like now, and I remember that conversation. I'm like, look, you won't look back. Just just trust in it. You're going to make it work. And you won't need to, because you were thinking, I'm going to have to go and get a job. Like most people are. I'm going to have to go and get a job. I'm going to have to go and get a job. And it's like, right, hold on. We're focusing on you going and getting a job. We're not focusing on what we need to be doing to making money in the business, which is get on the phone, get making offers, follow up, until somebody says yes, right? And uh, and that's kind of what I believe in. And profit, profit is in the follow. So follow up, guys. No way around it. Awesome. Well, look, it's been an awesome, awesome episode. I mean, sixty k over four years on a sandwich lease option, first ever deal. That's fantastic. So good for you. 
Anything else before we leave you want to share uh, before we, we uh, let everyone go? Well, guys, I just want to say, uh, again, if you're on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles, I do have that book out, Adventures in Wholesaling. It's, it's a you know quick guide that, to get you guys started. It talks about mindset, you know, all the way to the closing table. But other than that, guys, I want to say, you know, I really thank my mentors, Gavin, you know, Joe McCall. They really helped me out in my career. And, and you know, like I say, without them, I know that I wouldn't be where I'm at to be able to help others. I'm, I, I help others now. So we, I, it's each one, teach one. You pass on what you get. And, and if you don't have it, you can't pass it. So, um. With that being said, I, I definitely thank you for the opportunity. And uh, guys, if you're out there on the fence thinking, you know, should I do this or should I not? Get off the fence. Go do it. <laughs> Just yeah. get in there. Jump, in, jump into the game. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And uh, guys, if you're interested in working with me, go to reinetwork.com slash coaching, reinetwork.com slash coaching. Um, we don't have, I mean, Sean used to talk to everyone. A lot of you have, have been listening to this, know who Sean is. From that, we do not sell anybody. If it's the right fit, we work together. And if not, we're the first to say it's not. And, um, you know, we'll try and give you a, a better direction where you need to be. So appreciate you, Sean. Thank you. And everybody else watching. And uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. Check it out. Bye-bye.